0: The soul contract, the soul contract, the soul contract. The soul contract gave you a certain script that you had to play out, that you had to play for a certain position until you mastered your role. We all have that very role that we came down and play. The question is, how does that role personify and what does it personify? Those traumas, the identity, the crises, the attachments, all of these pieces lay the groundwork for that very position, that very purpose. You may desire to be the lead, but you only keep getting past it for that lead extra role. It's time to understand the dynamics of your script. Before you can do anything else, you have to address this original contract. It's time to rewrite the contract. Instead of us aspiring for the props, it's time for us to tap in and learn these lessons. Welcome to the guide Let's get into this. that jump to learn, going even further, we always expect the same thing to happen. And then we're going to smooth it out with the director's cut. This is everything that we leave on the cutting room floor that we really need to start paying attention to. We didn't all look at the DVD movie and we looked at the director's cut like, why didn't they add that part in? Why didn't they add that part in? Start asking yourself that question. Why didn't I learn the lesson in this moment? Why did I take this out? It's time to readjust that script. But before we get into that, you know we're going to get into this weekly reading. And then we're going to get into this session. Once again, welcome to the God Out Podcast. I'm your host, your occult psychologist, your shaman, Papa Lucifer. Sit back, or turn the headphones up, turn it up as you ride, turn it up as you're working out, How however you're doing. I'm about to take y'all there. we about to go there. we about to tap in and tap out. Welcome, 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 welcome to your weekly clarity with Papa Lucifer. Let me get these cars shut up real quick. One more time, get a nice little quick shot, then we're we'll going to get into this reading. All right. First card to be pulled is. In general energy reading, oh, I pulled the six of cups in reverse. That represents you—you—you you, you stuck in the past, you stuck in your head. I pulled the next card, the eight of swords in reverse. That means those being stuck in your head has you feeling like you're stuck in those old belief systems of how you used to move yourself forward. But without this, then I'm nothing. Third card that I pull is the queen of wands. That's what you're gonna need to start doing and moving forward. And that's gonna allow the fourth card that is pulled, which is death, is gonna allow that death to subside oh so gently. Let it go. And then we're gonna get into that fifth card, which is the high priestess. Remember, last week I pulled the Empress, that's the introvert, that's the end, that's the internal version, and now in this death, it's time for you to accept that external aspects of what's going to be changing around. Let's get into this reading, shall we? As I said, the Six of Cups, it represents that being stuck in your head, being stuck in the past, being stuck in the nostalgia of the past. Now, nostalgia has both positive and negative effects. When we're thinking about the past and the good memories and the good things that happened, It gives us this nostalgic effect, which is now at this point in time is very negative because as long as you stuck on what happened in the past and how good it was then, you can't embrace the great things that are happening now. Maybe it might be the new chance for a new job. Maybe it might be the new chance for that new relationship. Maybe it may be that chance for something in this new in this now. You can't see it because... You're remembering the nostalgic past Of the past relationship Or the past job that you had No job is going to stack up to this job No nigga is going to stack up to this nigga No chick is going to stack up to this chick That's fine and dandy They're not supposed to They're not supposed to stack up to them They're supposed to challenge The things that you learned From that aspect that was in your life this is what gets you stuck in with that Eight of Swords. The Eight of Swords re- represents being stuck in certain beliefs. And let's say, for example, as I'm reading this energy, you were then, you had this one job that paid you X amount of dollars. They paid you every time on time. The job was very good. Uh, you learned so much of that job. All these nice memories. Now you get to this new job, and every five seconds, you're talking about At my other job we did this At my other job we did this At my other job we did this You ain't there no more What lessons did you learn To carry into this new space Same thing when it comes to your friendships and relationships You should not be basing your life When you're moving forward on Well I like this because of this Because then all you're going to be doing is going back and forth Back and forth Back and forth Trying to take something from over here, and bring it over here, just to get rid of something else. You fill up the space with unnecessary clutter. That's what the Queen of Wands represents. The Queen of Wands represents nurturing and standing in your truth. Standing in the truth of the position that you're in now. You're in this position to learn something. You're always in the right position. So all this waiting for, well, back in 2007, this happened, and then I was able to do this, this, and this. That's nice. That's fine. That's dandy. If you were still in 2007, it would be okay to sit there and say, in 2007, because you're still there. You've grown since then. You've had different experiences since then. Hoping, and I don't like using the word hope. I'm hoping that you had different you've learned to observe. But it's okay if you have not. Because that death that's coming in, whenever the Queen of Wands is beside death, that means she's ushering in, nurturing you and through that transition. That's every time I read it now, I illustrate that energy. The Queen of Wands, right next to the death card, is she is nurturing the transition it's time to nurture yourself in the transition it's time to nurture yourself in your rebirth it's time to stop looking back at your past and holding yourself in that space so you don't take accountability notice I didn't say holding yourself accountable for the past yes you need to hold yourself accountable for the past that's the lesson once you hold yourself accountable for the past and take responsibility for the information that you did not know or the information that you did know and you did not apply, now you can nurture your transition. Think about it like this. When your spirit, think about it like this. You walking around in your past like a ghost. Or just think about it like this. Everything's happening to continue and you just keep doing it until you release, that final release. Some of you are in a space with yourself where you keep continuing in the past and I'm going to give you a key factor about what's going to happen and that's revealed in the high priestess the high priestess represents the changes and embodying those changes the longer that you stay in the past the longer that you stay at unrest in the past when you come into this now state you're going to rem- your your soul is going to leave you. You if you're feeling right now, and I'm gonna give you that key before it, if your soul fully released from your ass, and we don't get into it. But if you're starting to feel that you're no longer content, you're no longer happy, you're no longer in this, you're no longer getting that same energy from that space. This is the sign that your soul is leaving. From you you're losing you're losing your essence you're losing the ability to wield your essence the high priestess represents the aspects of embracing the essence of change you are the essence of all if you sit here trying to be a part of every change that means you literally like learn something about yourself you gain that lesson and you immediately want to go back and try to fix something you can't fix anything from the past. The high priestess tells you, to, is giving you the energy of, I'm not going back to the past to fix anything. I don't want my time back from the past. I don't want those, I don't want the time that I lost. I don't want the energy that I lost because you didn't lose the energy. You didn't lose the time. You have to define the time based on the information in that space. Do your transition. You're not going to learn anything else back in 2007 You're not going to gain anything else from 2008 You're not going to do anything maintaining the nostalgia from those old that old past aspect of yourself The only thing that's left there is the lesson Once you acquire the lesson, I can guarantee you Once you acquire the lesson, you'll be like, why the hell was I here so long? You're going to be like, why the hell was, why did I stay so long? Why didn't I do, why did I do this sooner? It's okay, be gentle with yourself. You didn't know any better, but now that you know, how do you apply to move forward? Stop holding on to the nostalgic past. Some of you hold on to the nostalgia of being the go-to to to everybody. It's time for you to be the go-to to yourself. Some of us got stuck in those wounds of our old belief system and they're still present in your life. That hold on, that independent woman, that that real nigga, that bad bitch, all of this shit. You still holding on to that. You still holding on to being the best, big whatever. And that's not you anymore. Stop holding on to those props. Stop holding on to that background. It's over. That's like if right now you sitting here... And you were still recording music on your phone as your background music for your voicemail. They got they got stuff here for that. You ain't gotta do that no more. They got ringback tones now. To Become better. It's time to embrace this transition. A lot of y'all get stuck in those transitions. A lot of y'all get stuck and not want to embrace this new pace. You in you in this position for a reason. I want you to be the best. This has been your weekly reading. If you want a more in depth reading for yourself, stay tuned for the plug talk and get the information from there. Until then, after this break, we're going to get into this week's episode. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Guide Hour podcast. Once again, I'm your host, <clears throat> your master of these ceremonies, your co-psychologist, Papa Lucifer. I wanted to say, "Lights, camera, action," because that's that's how we live in these scripts. A lot of times, we put ourselves in a position where, due to not understanding the soul contract itself, how the soul contract was put together our thoughts behind the soul contract, why we put it together, the events of our life. We allow these to be our trauma agents. We allow ourselves to, our script to be written by our trauma agents. And a lot of times when you're going through an unhealed space or an unhealed scape, and you look at your environment, we wanna say, we want to blame society we want to blame something but all of these things are aspects or props and backgrounds to you playing out the script that you're playing out if you understood the dynamic of you And really taking this LLC mentality, this ownership mentality, that's that accountability and responsibility for yourself. That LLC mentality. You wouldn't need or have the need or the want or the desire to blame anything. One of the biggest things that we do is based on society we blame society then we look at tv i always think about like loving hip-hop rap videos all this other stuff and all of that's props i remember my pops always used to say when the camera goes, when the director says cut they got to take all that shit off or when the director says cut All of that shit loses the value that it had on the screen. Especially now, since I'm like, like so heavy in the studying, uh, everything. My man, the guy, uh, Gary grace to put up and it made me really think about the props and the green screens, the backgrounds, the backgrounds that we use. Or those trauma wounds, the wounds we've been getting into, we use those wounds as our backgrounds. Therefore, everything that's inside of that space is just a prop for me to act out how I act out this background of myself. None of it has any value now unless anybody's looking at it. None of it has any value until somebody's paying attention to it. And that's how, when you're stuck in this green screen mentality this acquiring the prop mentality you tend to only do things based in if somebody's looking at you that's the reaction it's kind of like saying lights camera action like you wake up lights camera action and you play out whatever script is in that day never really taking any ownership never really taking any in-depth aptitude to anything that you're doing and then at the end of the day when you don't get what you set out for whether it be attention those wounds whether it be attention whether it be uh something to pacify your neglect wound pacify your abandonment issues pacify your uh Childhood, all of these traumas and aspects, these crises. When you don't get what you want, then you just sitting there like, "See, it's their fault. It's the, it's the government. It's they. It's them. It's society that wants me to be this way. Society is your environment. So society is not something that you've seen on TV. Society is not something that you've seen on TV, hearing on the radio, seeing in the news. Society is your." direct environment your personal environment that is your society everything around you is your society whether it's out in if it's not out in the open that's your secret society so when we think about your childhood traumas and the events that you've been through and you have an entire secret organization that you've created that you are a part of that all know the family secret or all know this event. And all none of y'all really talk about it. That's the secret society. That's the secret government. That's what's governing your life. That secret. That's what's and everything that's inside of your space is a prop to help you uphold your secret. Just think about it like that in that mindset. While you running this green screen behind you, you try to put up the most fantastic scene behind you but in reality in behind this drop this green screen is all your pain and all that this is how you visualize this is how I visualize it like there's somebody behind it running everything what's running your life that's that's when you're looking at the props what's running your life What's directing your life? A lot of times we get stuck in this space because we're not looking at how we're directing our life because we're allowing our traumas to be the director, the producer, the cameraman, the or woman, whichever one, the cameraman, the woman, the soundboard, the engineer. We're allowing them to do all the work in the background. Meanwhile, we play a prop in our own life. You pray a plot prop in your own life. And then you sit there and you're like, man, but I don't understand. Like, my life was, my life could be so much, my life was so much better in 2006 and 2007. You're not there no more. What was the, what were the props? What was the background in? Same background. Same props. But you're looking like, oh my God. Instead of you, because we can get stuck in that. We get stuck in this we get stuck in this round and round we go type play out where i give an example i remember for myself back in like 2008 2007 2006 you can tell me shit i thought that i escaped every i thought like i was in a whole new city i was in a whole new state and city I was in a whole new space. I had a whole new job. I was, I was out. I was out there. I was like, good. Like I was, I was away from what I thought was the pre traumas and all of these events. I was away from all of that. I was away from the old props and the old scenery. I changed my scenery. But in this space, I noticed that the scenes were still playing out the same. Now when I can look now, when I go back and look at them, like the scenes were still playing out the same. Everybody that was, and now instead of me having the my sisters and my brothers and siblings and family members around me that were examples of my traumas and the things that I've been through, I now had the emotional channels or the emotional conduits. That were the results of said traumas in their lives. So I had friends around, I had my I people, my friends around me, my job around me, these things that were around me in that space, and they were the res they were acting out the results of going through the traumatic events. I was acting out the results of going through the traumatic events. So I was acting out the effects. So i was a part of the special effects team now as opposed to different props different background different green screen different background different music it didn't matter i still was only still living out the same script i was living out the same exact script except for this time when i was in this script i was even more frustrated because uh, the playout was still happening. I couldn't get it. I'm like, why does it keep happening to me? And like, people still crying. Like, now instead of me around my sisters and brothers crying about moms and pops, it was like every friendship, whether it was a love interest or whatever, to that space, it was like they were still crying out the same aspect. Yeah, you know, like I was hurt before in this, this, and this the the script didn't change it just went on to an, it just went on to another season i was still living out the same script i was just going through a different season i wasn't learning anything everybody in there was running away from something so instead of me now bonding based on and this is how it works instead of you bonding based on the original trauma the causes, now you're bonding on the effects. So now everybody around you, they all, you're now all living vicariously through them in that same aspect of the effects. Now you're sitting there like, what are you really doing? And instead of you dealing with these things, now you're acting out, since you're now stuck in the effects, now you're acting out avoidance. And now you call this Men aren't supposed, then it becomes that excuse, men are not supposed to show their emotions. You're acting out the lack of nurturing. So it becomes men aren't shit, so I'm independent. And then you're acting out the same aspect with the lack of love you have from your mother, now you're doing everything in your power to keep a man around you because they are crutches to your wounds. And then you're doing everything to keep women around you because they're crutches to the lack that you got from your own mother. Same script. See how the script, did, the script has got revised you still playing the same role. This is all the deal with your contract. This is all based in the details of your contract. A lot of us don't even know. A lot of us don't even know what our sole contract is. Why we came down here. What was the purpose? What were we supposed to learn? So, of course, if I don't know what the hell my contract says. I'm just going to act out according to the contract. I'm just going to act out whatever someone tells me. This was the mindset that I was in within that space. Because I thought my contract was like, okay, cool. I'ma go to work. And then once I'm 18, because I was riding on the, I was reading off this subcontract that had nothing to do with this real contract. So it was like a counterfeit in my life. So it was like when I turned 18, 19, I'ma go here. So I went to college. Cool, I made it to college. Now what? I made it to college based on acceptance. I made it to college. Okay, cool. I made it through college. All right, cool. Everybody paying school loans for college. I thought I was special because I used drug money to pay for college. Okay, cool. I paid for college. I paid for college differently than everybody. So I thought I did something different. I just took on another role in there. Like where everybody was like, it was like, basically like one of three levels of like, either you had to pay for school yourself out of pocket or your parents paid for schooling for you, or you got a scholarship or wherever have you. I was like, yeah, I'm different because I paid my school out of pocket. It really didn't do mean anything because even though I paid for school out of pocket, I didn't do anything with my degree up until now i got my degree for i got my degrees in psychology back in 2004 i ain't started using them until now what made me separate the props and the green screens the green screen or the background behind the background i was in in my mind i was like i can't do that here the background that played out in my mind was like black people don't do therapy The aspect of my mind was like, men don't like talking about their emotions, the background, and I always had that prop around me. I was the main prop. I don't like talking about my emotions. When I talk about my emotions, they get used against me. I used every single narrative and read every single line in the book. And I kept doing the same things every single time. Never, never expanding past a certain point. All because I wanted to stay in a certain space. So then I became the antagonist to everybody. I called myself trying to call everybody out because I had a certain level of it because that's where that intellect comes from. That intellect is that floor, that intellectual aspect. So I thought because I had this intelligent, this, this intellectual aspect, I can set the tone for everybody, but it was basing, I was basing, setting my tone on everybody because the more I could put out on them, the less that the light was signed on me. I was playing my role. I didn't know a role. I didn't understand the role that I was playing but I was playing this role and getting stuck in the same fucking casting role. I was always the angry guy. I was always the, the angry guy, the deep guy, the philosopher, all of these shits. I played all of these roles. And all of these roles were never the lead role. Ever. I never played a lead role. Even when I came into relationships, I never played a lead role. I played background. I didn't want to be in front of all this type of stuff. I didn't want to deal with certain things because I felt that if I was in front of the camera in that star role with the light on me, I could be seen. And what would be seen would be my insecurities, my neglect wounds, my neglect issues. If I didn't have a, if I wouldn't So then in this space, this is when I start acquiring these props. For us, we start to acquire these props. And the prop can be, i.e., you got the car, you got the job, you got the house, you got all of these props. So now you're like, yeah, this is a good family. Because that was your, and every prop that you have is coming from an original example. Since I didn't understand that aspect, guess what I would do? I was still trying to acquire the same props that put me in that position in the first place. So I was try so hard to get the house or the crib to stay at, get in the relationship, get the car. And this is exactly how it played out every time. I get my crib or I'm staying somewhere. We, we get a place somewhere. I get a car. They have a car. Somehow that goes. And... Now we both got jobs or whatever. So what's next in line? According to this old ass script, this this Arcanian script that I was gonna play out. Okay, it's kids. Okay. Kids is next. Cool. So guess what happened in my life every time? Everything was always playing itself out in direct in direct rotation. So after I get my crib or I got the job, so maybe in this scene, maybe in this in this movie, I got my job and I got a crib, but I ain't got no kids. So shorty got kids. Or, okay, I got a car, but I ain't got no crib. Or my crib is not the best crib, but shorty got a crib, but no car, but she got a kid. All right, cool. I was always finding myself playing the same damn role in every movie. The nigga with one item and Shorty had another item. Now we came together and built this. Now what? This is how most of us play out our lives every single day. No accountability. No responsibility. The the LLC mentality is not there. It's built off of props and green screens. How many times have you looked at your current relationship that you're in right now or the current space that you're in right now, and you look back at your past life, I can almost guarantee you that if it's not like your past, the first relationship that you've ever seen, it has elements within it. It has elements within it. And the elements are, the the elements are those catalysts. The elements are the catalysts. Whether, like I give you the craziest part, my mother was a, a stepchild. So quite naturally I became a stepchild. Really think about it. My mother was a stepchild. So quite naturally in advancement, I was a stepchild. Damn, how the hell did that work? You feel me? The things that my mother didn't deal with or the avoidance issues my mother had, I just picked up and played, started playing that same role. The same issues, neglect issues, rejection issues that my father had, I picked up. I picked up those, I just picked up the role and kept going with it. And if I'm picking up old roles, I'm only living in the shadows of others. So that first layer of shadows, that first layer of backdrops, that first layer of props that we have to get through are the shadows of the lives that we thought we were leading. The shadows of the lives that we were leading and why we were leading them. That makes sense? Like, until I understood, I was like, oh, shit. I'm only living in the shadow of my father. I'm trying to live in the shadow. I'm living in the shadow of my mother. I'm living in the shadow of, I'm living in the shadow of somebody else. That's why it's so dark and so heavy You only repeating the same damn shadow. You just blanket it over. They blanket it over. You blanket it over. You cover it up. They cover it up. And all y'all doing is covering up the same shit. All right, now it's time to display it. I think about it like this. The terrain that you are on, the terrain that you are on, if you if you've seen Poltergeist or Amityville or any of those movies where they got like they removed the headstones but not the bodies and then they build something on top of it that's what your life is like when you ain't done with your traumas your life until you deal with the traumas in your life is directly associated with if you go into a housing development where they moved all of the headstones or the identifiers of the trauma and built on top of it that's how most of us build our lives that's how most of us will build our lives based on the traumas of others based on the traumas based on everything from the back and then we try to take credit for these aspects like they're badges of honor those are trauma these are the trauma agents you will carry on that's like it's like I think about props and green screen, that green screen, this green screen mentality, this prop mentality for somebody to sit here and always say we were slaves. What? We were slaves. We went through 400 years of oppression. No, the fuck you didn't. I didn't know you were born in 1619. I didn't know you were born back then. And this is not for the ones that went through past life progressing. So I didn't know you were there. So why, why would I use the shadow of others to avoid my own shadow? Ah, Why do I use the shadows of others to avoid my own shadows? Why do I try to use project my light onto other's shadows instead of dealing with my own work? It's like you're literally sitting in class and you reading somebody else's paper. And then you're like, yeah, we got the same answers. Well, how the hell, you're supposed to be the smartest in the room. Who the fuck said that? Oh, I wrote that paper up. And this is, this is how I look at it. Imagine looking over somebody's shoulder and they just so easily leave their answers open and then at the end of the test, at the end of the uh test, they let you purposely see that you copied, they let they knew you were copying them, and they say, "Ha!" <laughs> they look at you and be like, Oh, you copied this one? Here's the real answers, and walk off. That's how you treat your life. Every time you try to move forward, you will always try to look back at somebody and be like, Well, they did this and they did that. What does that got to do with you? They're only there to give you aspects of experience so you can learn a lesson. But you rather keep the prop going. You rather stay in the same position. You've been playing the mother role your entire life. Ever since you went through your traumatic event where you became an early mother. A mother at an early age. And you've been playing the mother role ever since. So now that you in this space, who was your, who was the, who was the, who was the mother role that you studied from? You got some shorty pregnant when y'all was 15 and 16. So you've been the father ever since you was 15 and 16. Who was the example of your first father? Man, I ain't had no father growing up. So when I had to learn, man, I had to learn from the streets. I had to learn how to get at to learn how to protect and provide. Okay. How far has that gotten you? This is when you got to be honest with yourself. That's using this same prop over and over and over again. It ain't really going to get you anywhere. Using these same green screens over and over and over again ain't really getting you nowhere. What, you want to go look at Everything that you're going to do is basically like a a, a forgery or a bootleg anyway. All because you want to seem or look like some, you want to look like the accolade without learning a lesson first. There's a reason that the lesson is present. You going for the accolades. You feel good because you can sit here every single day and you say that you work hard as hell. You... I'll give you an example, a thought. You will sit here every single day of the week and say that you work hard as hell every day of the week, 40 hours to put food on the table, all this stuff on the plate, all that good stuff. So you deserve to be able to wild out and chill out and do whatever the fuck you want. Meanwhile, there is a 12 year old right now that is a content creator on a YouTube channel that got over 3 million views that gets over 3 million views a video, it makes over about five dollars to $6,000 a fucking month. You make half that. And if you make that same amount, you can make that same amount, but I can guarantee you using it, you tricking it off into something else in hopes that that's gonna get you further. Because you don't even understand the aspects of what money is. Money is a prop. Your energy is the real source of income. Money's the prop. Money's the prop. Use the money as your prop. The money being the prop. So your green screen is your house or your car or your clothes or whatever you got. That's your green screen. So all you got is your whole life is based on props and green screens. Nothing in your life is fucking real. You can't own none of that. At the end of the at the end of the at the end of the cycle where that was prominent, the end of that scene, the end of that movie, what happens? You got to take all that shit off. Don't none of that shit go with you. You can't you. So since you're doing that, you can't even write the shit off. So you get stuck in remaking it with less takes that's all we ever that's all you're ever trying to do we're gonna get into that a little bit deeper let me flip this table over real quick nice little flip over but yeah we have to take ourselves out of this mindset of building our life based off of these props i talked about it in uh last friday's lecture which is on my uh channel now breaking the glass ceiling where i said a part in the lecture i was like most of us will to avoid learning or to avoid an aspect of ourselves, avoid of a wound being exposed, we allow the glass of others people's ceilings that they have broken through using just that very aspect to set the tone. We will grab the broken glass from the ceilings, That were broken by others. That means we will be busy trying to use others' accolades, others' achievements, others' lives, the things that they've broken through as our... And we rent it from them. Like, we rent it. We rent rent our lives. And this took me into the aspect of thinking about this remakes think about when Think about how they are remaking movies every single day because they ain't got no other information remaking movies and we take less takes or we take less risk or we take less chances or we take less time to develop our role to develop our own role so we depend on the remake this remaking of our image our trauma our events this is why we love listening to certain music because it makes us relive an event and it takes us back to a certain space. Remember, everything here is able to be used. So like I use, I'll give you an example. Today, when I went to... Today, like after I leave the gym, like before, when I go to the gym... The first thing that I put on is meditation music or I listen to a mantra, something that has been either pre-programmed or something that I've done, or I listen to something off of uh, YouTube. And that starts my day. That starts my workout. Either I'm on a treadmill, elliptical, the bike, whatever, wherever I am, start my workout 15, 20 minutes, go hard with the mantra. I started the mock before I left the house. By the time I start working out, I switch over to my uh, playlist. I switch over to my Spotify playlist. Today's playlist included Young Dolph and Kevin Gates, some juicy, like whatever's playing in there. I'm in this space grinding. You feel me? Here's the key for me. I'm rewriting the script because I'm not listening to what they're saying that they're doing. I can care less. But I'm using that frequency for me to do my workout. So I'm listening to Kevin Gates' Push It or Plug's Daughter or um, a Timbaland track, a Swiss beat song or whatever, drum patterns or... J Electronics or so on, whatever comes up. I'm using that energy in the space not to relive this moment, but to give me the background to my own moment. I'm using that energy. That energy is to be used. But this is the thing that happens when we get stuck in trying to keep remaking things taking other shards and accolades and using them as our own so we ain't gotta so so we ain't gotta take no takes like well they did it and this is what you're supposed to do when you're going based on there's two different levels to this the first level is you're sitting in a space and you're looking directly at the screen and you're looking at let's say you're looking at a youtube tutorial video on how to buy a house for example I've been looking at mad YouTube tutorials on buying purchasing uh, properties through LLCs and business credit and all these things as I'm building my business that's only half of the lesson that's only half of it the other half is me applying that and applying it to my direct life. No props, no green screen. Removing igno- removing the props and the green screens, that's what it's gonna do. Because me sitting here for about 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes throughout a day, like when I have no client, when I have no sessions going on and I'm sitting there looking at this screen, I'm writing down, I'm writing down notes, taking notes, taking down notes, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have this yet. I don't have this in play just yet, but just by me writing this down, like I'm doing it, cause this is how you start scripting. We don't get through scripting all through this. That's how you start scripting. Instead of just saying, just like, cause they give you a play by play. Just like when you listen to the music, it's a play by play. I'm riding the fucking, the local health food store here, the Sprouts here. And I'm riding there and I'm listening to fucking Jim Jones El Capo album. Going through traffic listening to the music. I'm in there picking up bananas and mangoes like I'm picking up weight. Like I'm picking up work. Background. That's not nothing I'm doing anymore. You see it's what happens when we get stuck in the remake. We get stuck in trying to remake ourselves in this old image. So we keep taking the same exact scene and we keep trying to remake ourselves in that same image over and over and over again. See they're doing it. They made money off of it. They made money off of it. They get paid to they get paid to show your trauma on television day in and night in and night out over and over and over again so you can connect to it emotionally with an emotional attachment and say girl i know exactly what you mean see man he know exactly what we mean and he on the big screen i'ma give you i'ma give you some game i'ma give, I'm give you some quick game once again when the camera goes off that means when the light goes away they got to deal with their real life regardless they got to deal with those things behind closed doors you only got a projection of the trauma you got so comfortable in projecting your trauma in order to build your life that when somebody says okay now how and why and that's what we're gonna do about it you don't know what to do you're used to the remake like if i sat here for example i'll give you an example you will only use that remake for the nostalgic value you keep remaking yourself in this image of the independent woman the 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 realest nigga the the trying to be trying to give my kids everything that they never had you keep trying to remake yourself in this image but you're only since you have no original image to pull from you're only pulling from what you didn't want to what you didn't get in the past you're only pulling from the same emotion you're only pulling from the trauma you only can pull the only way that you can orchestrate the dynamic of your life is through the trauma The only way that you are going to change your life is dealing with the trauma. That means you sitting at the table, in this example, in this context, you sitting at the table going over the contract with your, going over the contract with this agent. The agent, i.e. the wound. So your, your abandonment wound got you playing the remake roles in all of your movies that you keep going at your tv shows your movies all of your broadcasting all you're doing is going out playing the you're playing the orphan you're playing the, you're playing the one that's always been rejected you're playing the little rejects over and over and over again man i want to get a better role i want to get better in my life i want to get better in my life you gotta acquire it. You gotta. You gotta understand the role that you're playing. Why you got stuck there? There's no. I remember looking at it. I remember me like this was like a while well back. One of me, like it was wild, like four or five like years ago. But I remember like some of me in my home, my homegirls home, like my people. We were over at a, my apartment one time, way back, and we were sitting there. We were laughing. I was like, "Damn, she got stuck in a role." We were looking at like certain shows. And like certain players in the um, movie and be like, damn, they got stuck in a role. They're going to be in horror flicks forever. They're going to be in comedies forever. They're going to be in this forever. We didn't know how much that we didn't know how much that really was us in that space. When you keep getting stuck in the same remake because you ain't dealing with you. You're not you're not negotiating your contract. You ain't negotiating what parts of your contract have been fulfilled. And it's time for that new role. And what parts still need to be dealt with. You don't own your publishing to your shit. That's why you keep playing the same position. I keep playing the ride or die chick in all these niggas lives. And I just want a nigga to love me as hard as I love them. Sis, that's undisciplined as fuck. I just want to... I just want a down chick to ride with me and understand that I'm out here in these streets and I'm trying to make this shit work for us. And bruh, that's a played out role. The only time that that role ever works is in literally B-list movies. Only time the role works. It's only seen, the only time it works is based on projection. As long as you're able to project it, That's as long as it works. That means as long as the space is dark and bleak enough, that's as long as that shit works. That role you keep trying to play, it only works in the shadow of your own self. As long as you don't deal with... This is why a lot of us don't deal with our shadows. Because if we don't deal with the shadows, then we still have the space to project from. Mm -mm. You can keep remaking this same role, change up the change up the clothes, change up the props, put on some new prop, put on some new gear, and you can keep doing the same shit over and over and over again with no fucking problem. Here's the thing that changes. The longer that you do this, you got to keep the entourage or the entities around you that keep you in that space. It's like the example, of, think about it like this. You see, shorty. You see a chick. She walking down the street. She around a bunch of girls, her friends, and all of her friends is either there. They all have an aspect about them that is a reflect. Is a aspect. They all have aspects of each other within themselves. But the lead in that role, she takes that lead role because. she looks the reason that you looking so good is because everybody around you in the background matches where you came from and since you have not learned the lessons about where you came from you always look like you shining it's like seeing the chick that it's like seeing the chick with like she got like one. Fr- none of her friends look better than her, or none of her friends are doing better than her. That's that competition mindset, that lack mindset. Or you see the brother, you see the dude, and he got people, dudes around him, but don't none of them, none of them are doing better than him because she ain't. He, they ain't learned their light, and they ain't learned their internal light yet. They need those reckless aspects around them to be like. So they can say i don't do it but i got somebody to do it for me living by through them here's the key when you really making that real movie when you really making real moves and you really in that real space your soul tribe everybody around you is bright as fuck. everybody around you is healed your soul tribe everybody around you in your soul tribe they're all have acquired their masters there's no need to make a remake they're original you only compete when you're afraid to. you only are not going to be in competition when you're afraid to become the original as many times as you want to say that you are the original people you'll hear that shit all fucking day We're the original people. We're the original people. When you gonna do some original shit? Do you know what original means? You're the creator. When are you gonna accept the shit that you created first? In order for you to, in order for you to wipe this slate clean, and actually start doing some real, making some real shit for yourself, you gotta remove and acknowledge what you created in your in, in your growth in you getting to this point you gotta acknowledge what you did or you gonna be walking around this motherfucker soulless some of the people in your life right now are soulless as shit they're soulless as fuck they ain't got no soul that's why they keep doing the same shit over and over and over again and you ain't too far off from it those who are always subquitting to their urges the deeper that they are stuck within their urges they're gonna get to a point to where all they are is their urges you keep trying to keep trying to remake that image of yourself being a strong independent person your soul that energy gonna leave you there's nothing in that space some of y'all y'all souls have went and connected to other people i remember the craziest thing for myself was i remember when i watched and i talked about it in my i talked about it in a lecture i remember when i watched my pop soul leave when i was 12 everything that happened around my age when i turned 12 i remember when i watched my pop soul leave i remember when i watched it leave I knew that it left because my pops was always angry. My pops was always angry. He was ne- he was always in pain. He was always hurting, and he was just lost. He was just angry all the time. This is when we. This is when my boy talk about clones. I was like, damn, my pops is really gone. Like it took me. It took me up until two years ago to realize that my pops had been gone for a long time. And I knew for myself, I remember trying to make him come. I remember when I was having conversations with my pops and it was weird as fuck because sometimes he'd be like calm and other times he'd be like irate. But I noticed it was like the conversation that we were having i wasn't even talking to him i was like interface his i was talking to his literally to his soul i was talking to his in his essence in some of these conversations the reason i was able to interface with his essence is because his essence was tied to me it's not up to me to try to bring him back he was too he was gone he cycled he cycled away Some of these times you get stuck in these dead ass conversations. Some of your friends is gone. They are nothing but a remake of a remake of a remake. You can tell how far your people, how far your soul, the people that are around you are gone because you're gonna start hearing them sit saying, "You remember when?" They're always gonna bring up something in the past. A good indicator of somebody that soul is leaving their body. It's because you will always hear them say, remember when, back in 1998, back in 2007, back in this time right here, back when this happened, back when I was this age, back when I was this. They're always gonna say back in the day. You will be able to tell when a motherfucker has left the building because they spend more time in the past bringing up these old ass memories that's all that they have because that's all that they are they are gone they're no longer here they are nothing but a ball, they are nothing but a body of emotions they're they're being held up by emotional blockages that's why they will always sit there and sit real, this is real shit, they're gone Most of the people that you know at this point in time are fucking gone. And all you do every time you go back there is try to remake the same scenes over and over and over again. Some of your friends, and it don't, it just, age ain't got shit to do with this. They're gone. They've been gone. They need that element. They need the drug. They need the alcohol they're gone and you sitting here trying to come back. I want to know they're gone. And unless you specially, if if that's your purpose, then it's no, like, I remember like sitting here and like, now that I know this, now that I know what I know and I've like had these conversations and I'm working with these individuals it's like it changed my whole perception. I remember listening to Bobby Hammett and talking about them motherfuckers is gone. This shit is over them motherfuckers is gone. I noticed once I really started healing. When I really started my healing work with myself, I really saw how far gone they were. It came to a point to where the essence of them. I didn't feel it anymore. That's what you this is what you get tricked. This is what you get triggered on. That's what you respond to. You respond, just like I remember I talked, I talked about it, I talked about it in the lecture. Just with atoms, atoms don't ever at the atom, A-T-O-M, atoms, the particles, you never touch anything. It's the essence and the emotion that gives the illusion of something being touched. This is when you're thinking about, because I'm a Reiki master. Because I'm a Reiki master and I work with energy all the time. So it's like me understanding that and how shit moves. I'm like, oh shit. I started noticing this in the conversations that I was having with people. Like, If I have a conversation with my mother, like right now, my mother ain't there no more. My mother will keep bringing up the same exact three things over and over and over again. My mother ain't here no more. If I have a conversation with my brother or my sisters, they ain't here no more. Because I don't even feel them. I don't feel them. I don't feel them. The only thing that can keep you attached to something is like, they got to keep a memory. They got to keep a certain memory of you present. That's the only time that you, it is not even really a feeling. It's like you like, oh, they remade the, they remade the the space. The space doesn't evolve. They still do the no matter what they do, they keep doing the same four or five things. And you can be close to that based in this remake uh mentality. You keep trying to remake these nostalgic events instead of expanding into some new shit. Remember. The soul goes away, that's it going to sleep. If you stay in that dark space for too long, your soul goes back to sleep. Think about Superman when his heart slows all the way down. He doesn't die. Your soul will leave that vessel because it doesn't have the it doesn't have an essence to it. You fade away into the distance. This is on quantum thought. This is why when you go into certain spaces or oh, yeah, we got into this. This is why when you go into certain spaces, like I give you an example. If I were to go stand on my balcony right now, half of the people when I first moved over here, half of the people that used to be walking around, I don't even see no more. Even though I'm in the same exact space in the physical realm, I don't even see the same people anymore. And it wasn't like, ooh, some people, like, it's outside of people moved and all that shit. It was like, oh, these people don't hear, aren't here anymore. And damn, I'm not seeing the same people anymore. And when I am seeing people, it's like, I never interacted with them. So it's like, they can't see me. I'm not in their remake. I was in, in the original movie with them. So they can't see me. So I never existed in that space. And the only time that I come up is based on a feeling or a thought. You ever had somebody tell you like I'm going to give you some example. I'm going to give you an example. You ever had somebody ask you how your folks are doing? And then you're like i guess they good i haven't talked to him in a minute i ain't talked to him in a minute either you ever notice the conversation kind of just stops right there that's a social cue that's the that's the no take if it doesn't take then you can't build the you can't build the space that's what a lot of us get stuck in with these remakes we keep trying to remake these events all you got is a memory from back in 1990. all you got is a memory back from 2012 and now you call yourself this is how you get stuck in those props you think that you can go back to the last year that you were in and go put on those clothes put on that whole outfit and you're like yeah this happened nigga this is how most motherfuckers view time in a whole continuum anyway this is the continuum of time motherfuckers get stuck in Cause you just going based on the motions you stuck in the motions of time so you think just because you did it back here and you still look this way nothing changed so you can still go do that there's things that I know I can't I'm not gonna go back and do there's things that I know I'm not gonna go back and do it, just, it doesn't even make sense to me there's things that right now I won't do because it doesn't make it doesn't compute to me based on where I'm at. This is you evolving. But when you get stuck in that past aspect of yourself, keep trying to you now you stuck remaking the same relationship over and over and over again until you learn the lesson. you in here trying to make the same exact relationships and bondings and pairings over and over and over again so you ain't gotta take no takes you know exactly what to do you know exactly how to move but that shit seems to getting worse and worse and worse because you keep trying to do the same shit over and over and over again and if it don't work you make the same Oh, this is why or this is why it's always something external that's like if i sat here right now i was like yo i can't fit my pants why oh it's because you know like they got smaller like i wore them out nah i gain weight i can go in my closet now where everything from three years ago when I first dropped the lot, when I first dropped weight, I picked up a bunch of my clothes. I could wear them over again. Now, I look back in my closet and based on what I have in my closet now, like you look at my closet now with like either a co alchemy or V-necks and jeans, shit that I can just keep wearing, it's, it evolves with me, you feel me? I'm not in a space, nothing in my space it's time stamped it's me it's not time stamped it's not a director's cut edition you feel me and after this break we gonna get deeper into this thank you for choosing the god out with. y'all out there we back we back from our break so the props and the green screens the remakes and no takes and then now we getting into this director's cut the lessons are in the director's cut the lessons are in the director's cut the shit you keep trying to cut out of your life that's where your lessons are at Every time you try to cut something out of your life so you don't have to learn the lesson or to change the outcome, to give it a better appeal so you can keep doing this same shit over and over again, this is what I call director's cuts. And in my life, I realized, in my life, I realized that I had a lot of director's cuts. I realized I had a lot of director's cuts in my life. Like, I kept cutting shit out. I kept cutting shit out just so I could sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? The directness cut in this case, in this context, is the shit that you needed to take accountability for. You tried to give yourself this perfect outcome, but then come to find out that the lesson that you needed to learn was in the director's cut the cutting room floor the shit that you do not want to deal with you keep cutting out of your life the shit that you keep cutting out of your life the shit that you keep cutting your life The shit that you keep cutting out of your life keep fucking you up every single time. And you wonder why my life keep ending up like this. Can you keep cutting out the lesson? You keep cutting out the lesson. You keep cutting out the shit that you need to learn. You keep cutting out the things that is meant there for a reason. You keep the same way that you keep repressing these memories you keep repressing these emotions the shit that you need to learn is the same equivalent to when the director cut out certain parts that he didn't want to put into the main movie or it didn't fit the budget you keep cutting that out and you like but nah i don't want that to happen Because if I keep that in there, then, then that means I got to take responsibility for that part. Or if I keep doing this, then I got to make responsibility for this part. It's time to take this responsibility. It's time to stop taking this responsibility that you keep putting for yourself. It's time to stop putting yourself in this position that you keep being the victim. You keep putting yourself in the position, you keep cutting out the role where you can actually go further ahead. You keep cutting that shit out so you can keep playing the victim. You keep cutting out the you keep cutting out the scene where it ex it where, where it shows you that you've been the antagonist your entire life. You've been avoiding shit so you can stay being the victim. You keep cutting out that scene that's gonna show you what you need to fucking deal with so you can keep playing this. I'm the victim. None of this is my fault. I blame it on my father not being there. I blame it on my mother doing this. I blame it on... I. So I blamed it on my mother and father at first. Now I'm in this scene in my life. Now I'm gonna blame it on my, my baby father. I'm gonna blame it on my baby... M- blaming on my baby mother i'm gonna keep blaming it on all these other motherfuckers and i'm not gonna take any responsibility for myself i'm not directing none of this in my life i'm just letting my life do what it need to do you see how you see you hear how that really sounds when you say it to yourself because i've said it to myself over and over and over again i've said it to myself multiple times and then i'm sitting there like looking back now and i'm like Man, I didn't said this shit so many damn times it sound horrible. I didn't say this shit to myself so many damn times that I started believing it. Now I'm sitting there looking at myself like, oh, wow. That's what that shit sound like. Because now I'm hearing it because the longer that, remember I told you like, you going to, nigga, you starting to be, you start avoiding that shit. This is what happened when you started cutting this shit out of your life when you start cutting things out of your life, when you cut the lesson out of your life, when you cut the accountability out of your life, when you cut the responsibilities out of your life, that means the things you're supposed to actually take responsibility for and true accountability for, you leave holes open into that space. So let's say you cut out this and you put in another scene. So that lesson you were supposed to learn from your... The lesson that I'm going to build an example. Me always blaming my mother for my trust issues. Whether it was with. A love interest or friends or whatever it may be. As I kept doing this. I left room for a thought form to live. These thought forms. So every time I got to the point where I was about to learn the lesson the distraction would fit right there so let's say I'm supposed to be having a conversation with my mother let's say I'm really supposed to have a conversation with my mother about some things put some things on the table I'll get ready cause I've done this before I've done this many many fucking times I'll get ready to have com- it. It's time for me to have this conversation with my moms. We supposed to have that conversation. But so eloquently that comes out of nowhere. My. Then relationships at the time. Would somehow convince me. Not to have the conversation with my mother. And this is how it would work. I remember one relationship in particular that was in my mind, it's like instilled in my mind that really sparked a lot of shadow work. She didn't have a good relationship with her mother. So the only reason that we bonded was on the relationships with our mothers was not that good. So every time I brought up the conversation that I needed to have with my mother, this happy distraction would pop up. We end up going to go get something to eat. We end up having sex. We end up going to, we, we go do something when I knew I should have had that conversation with my mother. And in turn, whenever it was time for her to go have a conversation, whenever it was an opportune time for her to have a conversation with her mother, something would come up in her life that would keep her from having the conversation with her moms. Father, brothers, sisters, Something would always come up. I started noticing this in the current scape of life, like more escapes of my life where let's say I would be having this conversation with one of my like one of my homeboys at this time, one of my brothers, about like, yo, you really need to have that conversation with about this. She really wanna be there for you and things of this nature. And instead of them going to go have that conversation with their girl at the time or the chick they were talking to. Or really go have this deep conversation. They go get drunk. They go get drunk, fucked up. And end up avoiding that whole conversation. Come around full circle to that same moment. Something bad would, something always would would end up happening. Going back to myself and learning in this space. Every time I was avoiding dealing with my emotions the thoughts that I had based on building in my emotions, the thought form that I would create about me building my emotions or talking about my emotions, I would create a distraction or a conduit that would fit that narrative. So if I needed to have a real conversation with uh, somebody in that space, ex-girlfriend, girlfriend, sister, mother, whoever, in the feminine aspect, I noticed that that would open the what I would think with this door would open to where there would be a happy distraction. So like, it would be the equivalent of the chick that don't want anything because she ain't got shit. And then I'm still trying to remain this old role of me being the me being the me being this that nigga. I would automatically fall over into this position go have this conversation even though and this is the this is the part that a lot of us like this is the part a lot of us is trying to cut out of our lives even though i never did anything you feel me because i had like my discipline even though i didn't do anything just surely me acknowledging this thought form this distraction just by me acknowledging this thought form It linked me into this web, even though I'm not a part of this web, this person, this energy, this conduit has an entire world built around them for me to be involved in it. Even just in having a conversation, it created an entirely new scene. It created an entire scene that I was like, what the fuck? How did I end up here? How did I end up over here? This ain't even my, this ain't even my style or my life. How did I end up in these conversations? How am I ending up in the, how am I ending up in these conversations? This is when you got to start monitoring your energy. Because if you you keep going into these spaces, you feel me, you're not acknowledging these spaces and what you are and defining yourself. You're always going to find yourself in other conversations. And that conversation is going to override the conversation you have with yourself. A lot of the times, in order for us to avoid dealing with our avoid dealing with our internal we allow the conversations outside of us to overrule the conversations that we have with ourselves we're the director we're the director of our own dynamics but we'll allow other people's conversations to affect how we direct our movie how we direct our scenes how we direct our life we we'll allow others validation to direct our life and a lot of times it's the older aspects of ourselves because this is the aspect when it comes into the when it comes into connection versus when it comes into connection versus attachment you would like to shut real quick my uncle's present my uncle's present If you've ever noticed, whenever, if you've ever noticed, if you watch my lives, if you ever watch one of my lives, you watch the God hour show, you watch a lecture, those are usually the only times you will ever really ever see me smoking. Any other time that I'm, the only time that you will ever see me burning, like burning tobacco is usually when I'm in the middle of doing some type of work. If I'm not doing any work, I'm usually not smoking. i learned that. I learned that once I separated away from the need for it, I really understood the reason that I did it outside of the need for it. And this is another thing we don't get into when we get into your spirits, the spiritual aspects of what the the understanding the spiritual aptitude is the spiritual tools of illustrating yourself. We don't get into spiritual tools on Friday. Today's podcast is brought to you by Synergy Raw Kombucha, the flavor of guava goddess, organic and unpasteurized, live your life organically and unpasteurized. That means unprocessed, raw, true and authentic, Synergy Raw Kombucha. I don't know why we just made that commercial. But being in a space with yourself, excuse this me, living in a space with yourself, when you're not living in your authenticity of yourself, when you start living in your authentic self, you're now building and you're living and embracing the pace of your truth, of you. You are going to notice the distractions easier. You can't no you will not notice the distraction until you have dealt with the distraction all right you will not understand the distraction until you have dealt with the distraction until you have until you have separated yourself away from said distraction this is one of the hardest aspects for us in a lot of times because I did this this was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn. One of the hardest lessons that I had to learn and really sit there with myself, like, oh shit, that's what I keep doing over and over and over again. Because I kept doing this shit over and over and over again, repeating the same things and getting distracted by the same thing. I'm going to build you a story. I remember before, I knew I was in the right space when I could say no. I knew I was in the right position when I could say no. I'm telling you that fear is one hell of a thing because I'm gonna give it to you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down like this. I remember sitting in a position where the same time, this is the year anniversary of the uh.com. Got it my website, this is the year anniversary of the website when I first went full public with everything that I was doing in the full healing on a public spectrum this is this is this is that this is the this is the year anniversary of that it's been one year since i stepped into this position fully and publicly before it was this privately i was taking on a couple of clients and learning the learning how to move in the game this is me in that full thing but this led into this i learned how to say no i came into this position Due to the COVID shit. And I remember going back to my job. I remember getting a phone call from my boss. My boss hit me. My old GM, she was like, I need your schedule. And the days that you can work. I know that you're doing your other stuff. But I need to know your schedule. If you're you're able to come back. If you're not able to come back. I need to uh, I need uh, I need I need you to let me know now let me know. I remember sitting there for a good week going over my schedule. I create I filled up every I filled up I didn't and it wasn't filling the spaces I had upgraded. This is the difference. I didn't fill spaces, I upgraded. And I noticed that I was filling, I was no longer filling spaces, I was upgrading because everything that I did had a different, it was based on impact and not imprint. And I've talked about that in the uh impact versus imprint episode of the God Out other podcast. I love being able to say that as well. But I remember I was like, everything that I did made an impact into my day and in my life, as opposed to like my old schedule at my old job was eight o'clock. Like, okay, for example, Today would be a truck day. So I'd be at work from six o'clock in the a.m. Like I would get to work around five. I wouldn't leave work until eight or nine that night, like eight o'clock at night. I come home, I'd wind down, I watch TV, watch TV, eat something or whatever. And then I end up going to bed because I have to be back at work at seven o'clock the next day. Go to work seven o'clock the next day, work until about five. That'd be my Tuesday, my Wednesday, and I'd be off on a Thursday. No, that'd be my Tuesday, my Wednesday, and I'd be off on Thursday. Friday, I pick it back up. I get to work around 12, work until like 12 that night and that'd be my Saturday Friday and Saturday my Sunday I work from like 12 to 5 end out my week imprint get a paycheck every Wednesday get a I get paid early on Wednesdays my when my bank account was set up and then Thursday I go get my haircut and go I'd have Thursday to myself this to myself day and then pick it back up on Friday No impact, only imprints. When I replaced, when I started the director's cuts, I didn't have those days. So Monday I had to find something to do. So Monday would be, when I started doing the podcast, Monday would be the day that I would do everything for the podcast. I'd be in a rush. This is how you know you're working. This is how you know you're moving on imprint and not impact. When you're moving on impact, You always seem like you're in a routine or you're rushing. That means I try to get everything done on a Monday. I was carrying the energy from a, I was carrying the imprint from Thursday when I would have a day off to my Monday. So now I'm off on Mondays. So now I'm carrying the same mindset from a Thursday day off on a Monday. So I'm rushing to do videos, I'm rushing to put music together. I'm rushing to record. I'm rushing to do everything. So I never really have the chance to just let it flow. Ivy can listen back on early. If you listen back on earlier podcasts, listen to the cadence of my voice. You see how now, like you listen to, if you coming in in now and listening to podcasts or you've been rocking with me for a while, listening to the podcast, you see how I flow now. The, the the segments flow together. Like, you see how I flow with the segments? It's not like I'm trying to force them to flow together. It's impact. Each one leads into each other. That's embracing the flow. That's embracing the pace. So now that I learned this lesson in the undercurrent, now I build everything around this same current. That's your impact. When you're embracing your flow, when you're embracing your purpose, when you're embracing your flow and your purpose in yourself, in your groove, in your groove, nothing, you don't, you're never rushed. Everything you're gonna do is gonna make an impact based on that th- th- tone, that tone. A lot of times when we get stuck on these green screens and these props, I use an example. When you're using the green screen, when you're depending on the green screen to set your to set your uh cadence. When you're depending on the props to set your cadence, you're always gonna feel rushed. You're it's always gonna be the sense of feeling rushed. I remember always feeling rushed at my job. Since I was so used to being rushed and moving at such a fast pace, when it came time for me to slow down, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to control my own pace. My pace was always set by something being in the way. So now, my OCD would kick in based on that. So everything I would do would be based on that, based on this cadence of moving really, really fast. As opposed to now, now when I move, it's like everything is so fluid. When you basing your life on that impact, the director, when you basing your life on trying to copy and paste and and make the remake and make it all try to be like the original moment that you were in, You stuck in that, trying to make it all look the same. You can't become the original. You stuck in that space, trying to make everything look that way. You want everything, you want everything to look like this. So now everything's a routine. This is when I broke down in the, I broke this down last week and in the lecture and throughout the week, last week talking about, is your life based on a routine or is it based in your truth? The routine is based on that trend. A lot of us get stuck cutting things out of our own lives because we're trying to fit within a trend. A lot of us call ourselves cutting things out of our lives in this compartmentalization process because we're trying to remain in a certain field, in a certain space. We're trying to remain available. It's similar to take the same excuse. Take, take this aspect. You know, when you go out in and... Um, <clears throat> like think you know like you go to LA motherfuckers be in LA or I'm an actress but I serve on the side and 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 I do I, I'm a model but I'm also a waitress and I'm a, I work at this tip agency you fill your whole entire space but in your mind your intention is set based on you being a model so you never learn the lesson because you too busy trying to be something else you never learn the lessons that are meant right there in that position where you at because you stuck on trying to be something else you never learn the lessons in order to become the divine feminine because you still stuck on the wounds in the aspects of when you got hurt in the divine you sitting in your divine masculine You sitting in your divine masculine. Now when it comes time for you to. When it comes time to learn the lessons of the divine feminine. You sitting in your masculine. Sis. When it comes time for you to learn the lessons. Of the divine masculine. Brother. You stuck in. You sitting in your divine feminine. And you don't even realize it. You keep cutting out the lessons. You keep letting the thought forms keep you in that space. You said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you know how you sit in a divine feminine, bro. How you decide to nurture your emotions. Every time that you say that I cannot trust a woman and it's always my dogs first or my boys first, you're sitting in the divine feminine. You are sitting in the divine feminine because you are nurturing your emotional. You're nurturing the holding of your own emotions in a space that is protected by what you think is the divine feminine, the divine ma- the masculine energy, the wounded masculine everybody around you is the wounded every nigga around you is wounded and they're wounded uh masculine so you can remain in the wounded feminine so this is why you always see a lot of niggas always want to take care of their homeboys nothing wrong with it but you took on the feminine role in your you took on the feminine position to the wounded mat they're the reflections of the wounded masculine you took on the feminine position. There is no, ag- this is when mother like, is it a gender, the mix? You emasculate yourself when you are not realizing that you're sitting in the defined feminine anyway. You're sitting in the wounded feminine aspects. Every time that you say, there's no other woman like my mama or you say, my mama was the first woman that hurt me. So I never learned how to trust women. You're in the wounded feminine complex. Sis, every time that you acknowledge that your dad hurt you or you didn't have a father or you didn't have a father and you are hurting based on that remnants in your life, you are sitting in the divine masculine aspect. You are protecting your emotions. You are protecting your emotions. You're not letting them come to the surface. Bruh, on that same end, every time that you saying that you can't that your mama, you can't trust your mama. And in these aspects and you're exposing these emotional wounds, you're sitting in the divine feminine because you're nurturing. You're nurturing in the, through the you're nurturing the guidance in navigating why you don't why you don't express your emotions this is how that works that's the directness cut that you keep cutting yourself up you keep cutting yourself out of the lesson you keep putting the distractions in your way so you ain't gotta learn the lessons that you gotta learn it's okay it's time for you to heal ain't no more excuses there's no more excuses. And after this plug talk, we're going to close this out. I love you. Thank you for choosing the God Hour. Again, 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 again. It's much about that time. Time for that plug talk, God talk, plug talk. Everything going on in the world. at got to call Optimist LLC.com incorporating all that good stuff. Ooh, this is a very powerful one. It's usually always powerful. I love when it, I love when I'm listening to because it's therapy for me as well. As much as I'm the providing therapy, it's therapy for me to be able to be open and breaking down these examples and telling these stories. Uh, yeah. If you're interested in consultations, always got optimist you can inbox me, Papa Lucy, I mean, yeah, Papa underscore Lucy 666 six, on IG, or you can hit me in the inbox, I know I said inbox twice, whatever, hit me in the inbox at RockColorMeets on my Facebook page, follow me for more on there, especially for the God Hour show, this every Wednesday night at 7pm Eastern Standard Time, but let's get into this, uh, services, from the readings, consultations. Uh, spiritual baths, spiritual awakening kits, all types of stuff like that. Just hit me in the inbox. If you don't see it on the site, ask me and I will let you know if I do it. Things I do not do, I do not do hexes, I do not do putting people in jars, I don't do any of that. That is not me. Find someone that does that for you. What we do over here is heal. So if you say you want to get a jar ritual to put somebody in a jar, I'm going to set you up a ritual that's going to put you in a jar Until you learn what you need to learn That is the disclaimer for all of that Or hit me at 910-777-7708 Text call, text first so we can set that dialogue up And get you set up for the day Book that today Just because you book it today don't mean you don't get it today Patience is a virtue you already came to the point, there's no more excuses. Um, Gotico Alchemist is also the YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed, you hit that bell. Last week, we got into breaking that glass ceiling. The week before that, we got into the Aetheric Axelon. Subscribe to the YouTube for more daily tools. I, I do meditate and elevate on Monday through Thursday. Got a new joint on there every day. Yeah. Set Carlo is the email address. If you have a service, if you would like to do a build on a podcast, if you have a product, you want to get plugged in for ad uh, sponsorship, getting plugged into the plug talk, all of that. Set Carlo Negis yeah, at gmail.com. I want you to be the best. I want you to tap into your greatest aspects of yourself. Be the fucking best. There's no more excuses. You ain't doing this work. You bound to repeat it. Those who don't learn the lesson from where they came from are bound to repeat it. Stay tuned for this closeout. We do smooth this out. I love you. I like where that bass come in. Don't get caught up being an extra in your own movie, a filler in your own movie. Don't, don't, don't do that. I noticed that when we are afraid, when we're used to filler, when we're used to the extras, when we're used to the props, when we're used to the green screen, when we're used to the remake, the nostalgia, when we used to later on going to look at the directness cut, the just to sit back and wonder what ourselves, what I noticed was we enjoy being extra. That 15 minutes of fame. When we do get attention, that's the inner child aspect. That 15 minutes of fame is what our inner child always looks for. That, that 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 15 minutes of fame is what our inner child always looks for. So I want you to take the information. I want you to take what you got from this, that resignation, from the reading all the way through the session. I want you to look at your life in this visualization. How much of your life is based on 15 minutes of fame that trauma that you keep reliving that the events that happen to you you keep reliving and you keep bringing out there that's 15 minutes of fame you trying to convince everybody about the role that you played and you could have played a better role there's no excuse but right now to address and learn how to direct If you haven't, if you what, you, what are you, what's holding you back? That relationship that you need to get in contact with is with you. That job you trying to get into to get you that money to get you them ducats it's with you. Everything that you trying to get, it involves you. You gotta sit down and go through that soul contract. You got to sit there and go through those past life regressions. You got to sit there and face that shadow. And if you are again, ready to get in, you ready to do that work, you scale back to the plug talk. Get the information from there. Gotta call dot com. I can aid you in how to use the tools but no one can use the tools for you no one's going to put more into you than you put into yourself no one's going to direct a better movie a better version than you do to yourself keep depending on everybody else to direct their movie and all you're going to be doing is getting bootlegs Been another episode of the God Out Podcast. I enjoyed y'all rocking with me. Listening to the session. Till next week. I love you. You love us. Ashay.